This is perspective as a motherfucker. Sit back, strap in, and relax. Cue transition. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Back again for another week. Hope everyone's having a great week. My week has been a little new. It's been very interesting, and I just started a new job. Now, I know as any entrepreneur or business owner, when it comes to yourself personally, the word job is uh, not a good word. But as you can see where I'm filming at, uh, the studio and things like that and getting these uh, video episodes out, that that costs money. So even though my business is doing quite well, paying for this and also making sure all my bills are taken care of, you got to do what you got to do. And I learned very, through experience, that all or nothing is not the way to go, you know, so... With that being the case, I have a uh, a great guest um, for you guys this week. This is somebody that at first when I met, I didn't know he was actually going to be on the podcast. I just thought he was my man behind the cameras, uh, helper, assistant, which I kind of found out he's a lot more than that. Not only is he a traveler, but he's also a person in the crypto space that's very knowledgeable. And with everything going on as far as stock market inflation and everything like that, you know, crypto can make you a lot of money, but it can also lose you a lot. So I definitely want to get somebody on that definitely knew the ins and outs on that. So with that being said, my guest for today, welcome, Raymond Jones. Thank you, Aaron. Glad to be on the show. All right. So how's your week been, brother? Man, it's been a hell of a time. Just got back from Miami in spring break over here back in my favorite East Coast city here in Jacksonville. You know, grew up here and uh, now I'm visiting some friends. Just spent some time over on uh, Jack's Beach here with Curtis. Nice. And uh, so now I'm over uh, staying over on Southside, but I'm um, just doing a little bit of business and re-experiencing the city and uh, taking it one day at a time. Going to be out of here in a few weeks. Okay. So I know you were telling me that you're a Jacksonville native, but you actually moved to uh, Arizona and uh, so what was that like? Arizona East Valley, man. Scottsdale, baby. Can't go, uh, can't go wrong. It, uh, it, was a huge, it was a huge experience. It was a huge experience getting to see it because uh, my whole, half of my family's lived out there, you know, for, for years now. And uh, I didn't really ever go out there. But uh, it's, it's definitely, the desert has its charms. And it's a booming business hub that's going to be growing for for years to come, for sure. Scottsdale is turning into a tech hub over on the west. Yeah, I'm. I was actually kind of surprised. You know, everybody talking about that off pod, but like when I think about, I mean, not only I would say like you know Scottsdale, but I've heard of like Charlotte as well. Um, but then most of the time, right now, when I think about Silicon Valley, I think of San Francisco. I think about you know you know California that area. But um, what do you believe that is making uh, not only Scottsdale, but that part of Arizona into a tech hub? Is it just the accessibility? Is it like what, what about that specifically? A lot of people decided to move there and actually really start to kind of develop that. Well, I think it's the most of the tech giants are moving some of their headquarters out there. I think, uh, Google and Yelp have uh, headquarters out there right now, if wow. I'm not mistaken. And uh, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. But <laughs> there are a lot of tech hubs right now that are moving out there. And there's a lot of microchip processing plants over there as well. So, you know, you hear about the chip shortage that was going on for a while. Yeah. Um, they're moving a lot of that manufacturing out there to the desert. I mean, it makes sense because there was a uh, when that chip shortage was going off, you had so many of these vehicles that unfortunately, um, you know, always love American muscle, you know cars the you know it was you know that era was really classic but you have a lot of these things where you don't have the right things for the computer the car's not the car's not running at all and you can't really even certain things you can't bypass that even even with the shortage they were certain companies were basically they were just almost jimmy riggin certain chips that were accessible just to put them in there and then right. say okay well you know we'll fix that after the fact so Especially all that stuff was, you know, through China and, you know, how we're dealing with them right now. So right. it's one of those things where it's you you move that type of manufacturing overseas to, of course, bottom line. But when it comes to when you have, you know, certain disagreements or or delays, you know, you need a place where it's a little bit more accessible. So it makes sense. 
think one of the big uh, one of the bigger companies that are that are doing this manufacturing for the chips out there is a Dell. You know, and with American Made uh, on the rise now, you know, we're trying to bring our production back yeah. from overseas back to the U.S. Yeah, um, yeah. Dell is uh, taking a big leap forward and uh, starting a lot of the manufacturing out there. No, I mean it's great. It's what I always tell people is when they, you know, a lot of people like American Made, American Made. I don't want to buy from China. That's fine. Are you willing to pay American prices? Yeah. Because that's what people don't understand. This is why we move stuff over to overseas. Yeah. Like if it. Especially like with Nike and things like that, it costs them like five dollars to make a shoe, and they sell it for a hundred or one hundred fifty dollars. So again, if you're gonna make it here, that's fine, but things are gonna get expensive. And if you're willing to go and pay that to be really Amer- America first, by all means. But you have a lot of people that they're saying that with their mouth, but they're not saying that with their wallet. They're not ready to, yeah. But yeah. Uh, on the flip side, you know, when what's the last thing you bought that was American made? A lot of the times. You get better quality and you get more years of use yeah. out of things that are, you know, made over here. It's just, it's just more quality, you know, and lots of the times you buy something from overseas, it's going to break on you in the first year, exactly. you know, or if it's depends on what it is. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of things where it's, it's better to have something that's going to last longer than having to buy it five or ten times over your lifetime. This makes more sense. I think people are going to start to understand that, yeah. you know, why, why buy things more than once when you don't have to. Exactly. So I know you said you're a business owner. So I believe you said in the like SEO space. So what? So what exactly do you do for your business? So over at Ox Digital, we do result-driven digital marketing for small to medium-sized businesses uh, across a variety of industries. Um, we specialize in website design, SEO, email marketing, and social media and paid advertising. Okay. So what made you? Um, focus on that business as far as that's the business I want to get into. Well, uh started off in marketing and sales and uh you know, I was doing a home improvement. Nice. You know, roof, roofs, windows, doors, that okay. kind of thing, going door to door. I've been there. Leading a crew for a little bit yeah. and uh you know, had the company vehicle and everything and I was making good money for an 18-year-old. Yeah, I, I was mean, making decent money for an 18-year-old, <laughs> but it wasn't location independent. So, you know, I started working on my first couple of websites around that time. And uh, I realized I wanted to go fully, fully online. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just been going up from there. Especially even I think about how long was ten years ago compared to now. It's it's night and day. Right. And it's just one of those things where you have a lot of people to where they don't mind like buying local. They don't mind working with companies, but also they want companies to have some type of like. Enough reviews to where they can make a similar choice. Because a lot of the times now, even with Amazon or other places, a lot of people before they even buy anything, they're looking at the reviews. They're looking at the hun. They're looking at at least five to ten people that bought that product or had that service done before they buy anything. 100%. And a lot of the times where your reviews can either make you a lot of money mm-hmm. or it can really be a detriment to your success. I think that started uh, with. With uh, Gen Z, right? You have a lot of consumers <laughs> yeah. now that are super conscientious about uh, exactly where their products and services are coming from. If those businesses and companies are reputable, you know, yeah. if they're or, um, environmentally friendly, exactly, they have to line up with you know Gen yeah. Z's values. So yeah. I mean, more it, than ever, consumers are getting picky. Yeah, and it's one of the things what I didn't realize too, as far as like even like certain companies of political affiliations and yeah. things like that, and I've really never looked at that because I mean honestly people are going to support whoever they're going to support as long as you're a somewhat good company and you have good products and services but I don't care who you voted for I don't care who your CEO voted for I'm just going to be honest guys I I, I, don't, I don't care about that personally um, but you have a lot of people to where even I have friends of mine to where okay I'm not buying coke because of you know how their CEO you know was uh you know, gave, you know, certain donor like millions of dollars. I'm not supporting the NBA because they had their relationship with China or things like that. And I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, but whether we like it or not, guys, money runs the world. Now, you can choose how you get your money. You can choose who gives you your money. You have that option. You don't take everybody's money just because. Uh, Everybody's money is not good. But also, just be a little bit more, like, I'm not a big uh, 
this performative wokeness. It's it's theater to me. And a lot of people, they like to be perceived as forward-thinking, but their actions are not this. they rather tweet about something. they rather... Seems um, like they're uh, creating controversy just for controversy's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so for you, what, um, what's the end goal with Ox Digital? Well, we're a full-service digital marketing agency. So right now we're in the process of scaling, um, yeah. bringing on a few employees. Okay. Uh, remote positions mostly okay. and uh, it makes sense you know and just basically trying to really hone in on the vision for okay. the next few years you know we're moving to new markets we're gonna okay. be setting up in new cities so here in South Florida is gonna be one of our biggest new markets nice we're targeting you know all the way from Daytona Beach down to South Miami okay. and South Beach and uh, there's just so much potential you know but we're also going to be targeting Arizona. So it's looking like uh, that's basically where things are starting out. And I'm going to be going back and forth for a little bit. Okay. Just while things are getting uh, more, you know, set up. And uh, I have a few people, uh, service providers that I need to meet up with over in Arizona and then uh, over in Texas. Yeah. But just building a team um, and honing in on the vision. Yeah. Okay. So... It's like your vision, end of the day, are you, and I, I mean, sometimes in tech space, people will say like, okay, I'm trying to be the next Google or the next WeWork or the next Apple. So hmm. is your goal to essentially um, get to the point to where you're in that realm to where you could possibly go public, IPO, the whole shebang? Absolutely. As far as a company that we're trying to uh, maybe uh, mimic in that regard, we don't really have a company that we're that we're trying to compare ourselves to. We're trying to stay, you know, we're trying to stay, you know, our own okay. for what we're doing for now. Yeah. But we definitely want to scale things on the service and software side, you know, automate things as much as possible. Yeah. And automations, uh, where is that? And that'll allow us to maybe get to that IPO level. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Uh, you have so many people that, especially in the digital marketing space, or a lot of these different industries to where they're not first, second. They might be like very late to the party. And what I've told people is with anything, does not matter if you are first. You just have to be better. You just have to be better and you have to be you. Like what sets you aside from them? That's your biggest thing. And that's what a lot of people, they try to mimic things to where they're an off brand of that where it's like okay well if you don't want to go and spend money with that because they're pricey you can come to us it's like no if you want to spend money with them that's fine right. but we have a certain niche we have a certain demographic client base that we're looking to target it's very funny because we were talking this off pot where you have a lot of restaurants to where the ones that really win are the ones that focus on their niches that's right the ones that wouldn't say they necessarily don't win, but they're important more scatters when they try to offer everything. Right. If I go to a place that, you know, has chicken nuggets, I'm going to the place to the chicken nuggets, not for the cheeseburger. That's right. The same thing with me going to McDonald's and ordering a salad. Not it's bad. more times if not, it's not gonna be good than if I went to Salad Works or any of the other, you know, you know, food spots. So our demographics are, are pretty we have a variety of, of industries that we're serving right now. Um, and we are honing in to specialize okay. in a few different industries uh, later down the road. And right now we are a full service digital marketing agency, but we are trying to trans transition strictly, you know, more to the social media marketing side of things. Okay. So I've heard the term digital marketing. I've even worked with like digital marketers in certain capacities when you, when people say digital marketing, what, what to you, what does that mean? Digital marketing can, yeah. uh, that's, that's online business, everything from your website to the email marketing, the SEO, social media, paid advertising, um, just any, any type of online marketing basically. So. Okay. All right. Now I know you were telling me you're, you're pretty knowledgeable in the crypto space. So. Um, with everything going on with, uh, the government, um, almost, uh, with a couple of the coins, they are 
necessarily trying to destabilize. They're trying to basically doing a little bit of nefarious things. Like, um, first, like, what got you into crypto in the first place? Well, just seeing it, uh, just seeing it, just seeing it grow over the years. Yeah. I mean, me and my friends were talking about Bitcoin years ago. Uh, before it before yeah. anything started before the um, ball was even rolling man and it was it's going to be one of the uh biggest regrets not getting yeah, into it sooner it's one of those things where and I, I missed i missed a couple of them where there was a there was one where of course i still didn't know anything about it that was when um 50 cent got one of his like last albums all in bitcoin and then this was when it like it was like I think it was like maybe $50 a coin at one point and it like skyrocketed to thousands. You had literally overnight millionaires. You even had a couple tragedies. There's a couple people that like literally, I guess their blockchain, they locked it and it was a such an intricate code and you, you going put too much, too many passwords in there. After that, it was gone. Millions like people had millions of dollars of Bitcoin. I'm just like, uh, but yeah, I mean, I missed the train on that. Quite a few times because I, honestly, I just didn't understand it. I understand it now, and I would say even like um, the one that's really Congress is trying to um, destabilize is uh, XRP. So a lot of them there again. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff of people, not only uh, people in high positions of this government of trying to buy it, but also trying to get it to the point to where. They're trying to destabilize at the same time, and they're not understanding when well, you can't destabilize this. And it's one of their, okay, it's, you know, it's almost, no, you know what? It is insider trading. They're basically, they're doing that because they have the information, things like that. And it's one of the things where it's like knowledge of power. And especially a lot of the times, knowledge is not in the, it usually goes into the hands of people that it doesn't need to go into. So... You know, back in the day when we first when we first saw this thing coming, I mean, we were joking about it, but we knew it was going to be big. We just didn't expect we didn't expect governments and banks and all these uh, corporate institutions to take it on so quickly in the next five, 10 years. You know, yeah. it was uh, we knew it was going to happen eventually, but we were thinking 25 years down the road, 50 years down the road. You know, we didn't expect it to happen in 2020. I mean, things to start popping off like, well, this. they fought it. They fought it. And they, 2015 to 2020. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they fought it for a while, but also the pandemic and it was a, it was a, it was, it was a lot of things that were at play. Kind of created the perfect situation to perfect transition storm. into digital exactly. currency. Exactly. It's funny how that lined up. Yeah, it was. Um, it almost looks like it was uh, manufactured. <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, so for you, because um, I have a little bit of you know uh I, I got some dogecoin and things like that i'm still holding on to it unfortunately when elon got on snl oh. that thing took a tank that's the one thing i'm very i don't like about stocks and even cryptocurrency the market is like so malleable it's insane Right. Like somebody that's famous can tweet something, things like that. It can go up or it can go down. And then you have a lot of people that are getting behind these shit coins to where they're doing these pump and dumps. That's right. To where then you have a lot of people to where it's... The all coins, the shit coins. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The pump and dumps. You know, I expected Elon to really kill that SNL skit. I really did. I expected him to just pop off with all the publicity he's been getting and everything. You know, he's uh, turning into a, you know, people are looking at this guy like he's some kind of Iron Man, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I like the guy, but he says one thing a lot of times and he does another. He says, we're opening Pandora's box with AI. And what does he do? He's developing neural brain implants. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, arguably it could be helped, you know, per yeah. Paraplegics and things like yeah, that I mean, down the road. I, yeah, I mean, I. But realistically, it's going to be you know in the in the common consumer, and they're going to be using it to do things like watch YouTube videos. Exactly. It's not going to be <laughs> it's not going to be any type of higher consciousness. Where even like a buddy of mine, we were talking about that to where, you know, once that goes online, you know, it, it's going to be kind of like uh, I, I'm not sure if you saw that movie called Gattaca. Um, had uh, Jude Law and Ethan Hawke in it to where he was. He was born not like, not like perfect. So like his eyesight was off, things like that. He mirrored somebody that was, he had to actually get his like shorten his legs, things like that. 
But it's like he had to wear contacts to where he couldn't even see his brother was a cop because he was the perfect, you know, it's like these perfect, like genetically engineered people. And mm-hmm. they all, they looked down at the people that were born, I guess you want to say regular. The lower class. Exactly. The so it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like uh, that and like altered carbon. Like that, like that stuff, like even, um, get too off the topic, but like, as far as, you know, I want to say like with sexuality and gender and things like that, like if this was an altered carbon situation, as far as like that, let's going to say you lived, you know, 25 years old as a man and then they genetically engineered a body as, you know, you were a, a woman could be able to have kids, things like that. Put your stack, which put your stack in it. And then basically the person you were before is gone, and now you exist. You can still have children. You could do all these things, whatever the case may be. You got the hormones and shit like that. The only thing I, again, not to be controversial, but I'm just, that's a lot of shit to do to your body just to, you know, live the life you want to live. But if you have the money and the things, I just, again, to each his own, but that's just too much. That's just too much. Well, in that, uh, in that regard, they, they do glamorize it a lot. On things like Netflix and you know yeah, with these exactly. different shows, they might try to make it look appealing. It's not going to be nearly that uh, no. that simple. Not at, all. <laughs> not at all, because even you want to think about our brains are computers, and then you want to say the stack is a soul. Essentially, it's a it's a digital soul, but it's one of those things where um, you've seen where people have died too many times. Where it's almost like you live for a hundred years, you you forget certain things, your personality changes because they delete some memories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I, even like in the show, like I'm I'm sorry, Alter Carbon's been out for a very long time, you know, and it's a couple years, like the first season. But just for that, to where you could essentially they had murder clubs. These girls were getting m- murdered, and a lot of the times too, they're like, yeah, they usually didn't come back after the first day because. Uh, you had somebody that they were fighting to the death. They were a husband and wife. And whoever won, they get the prize money, they get new, and they come back to their children with new faces every time. Like, what type of... That's that's creepy. That's, <laughs> that's Straight up. The, the, the fact that even, like... And, like, that concept just... It's going to get to the point where if you have enough money, you have enough technology, you can live forever, but you don't want to live forever. You seen that movie? I forget what it's called, but uh, they build a space station. It's like out in orbit, and only the uh, the upper class of people with access to that tech. Oh, uh, Elysium! Li- yeah, Elysium. That and was crazy. The and Earth they... is all in, in ruin, and yeah. uh, it's a war zone. And yeah. you got this guy who's trying to escape, save his daughter and his wife, or something, bring her up to the pod. You yeah. know, because only... well, no, nah, he was just working in the factory. He yeah. ended up getting basically stuck. Radiation. He's gonna die. Yeah. Now he ended up getting contacted where uh like if any aid and things like that like things that the the higher class could do mm-hmm. they're choosing not to like they're just doing whatever they want to do i'm like yeah you're lower class we don't care about you so. which i mean those things i think about to where you have elitism right now but it's not it's not in the average person there's really are just a, a small group of people exactly. that, that think that way and want that have that vision yeah, for exactly. the world. You you have a lot of people, but then you also have the like you have the super uber successful. Then you have the I'd say the middle class and like the people that are rich, not not the wealthy. You have those that they aspire to be that, and a lot of the times there's classism within that to where it's like you didn't get you didn't you didn't get your even though we'll let you spend your money here, you didn't get your money in a respectable way. Right. It's the same thing where you'll have million like. The old money and new money. A lot of the new money is entertainment based. So it's you still have real estate agents, but you have a lot of people, social media stars, TikTokers, uh, comedians, actors, things like that. Mm. To where when you see them come into the neighborhood, okay, like you guys have the new money compared to the people that got real estate. There were doctors, finance. We got it a little bit more reputable. Blah 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 blah. Right. But so there's always going to be that class, like anything else. It's. I just believe that, you know, and then you have the I just I want people to know that's a smaller segment uh than than what people led to believe because they see so much uh so many TV shows and so many movies that go in that direction, you know, where they take humanity into a sci-fi kind of exactly. kind of direction and, you know, it's it's not even the 1% that we're talking about. It's the 0.001% exactly. 
Exactly. The people that, I mean, not to be conspiratorial, but you have, like, you might have that 0.1% that they start wars for fun because they're bored. Well, throughout history, you know, yeah, wars are racket. It makes a exactly. ton of money, you know, yeah. for, for, you know, so absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's just people just need to understand, like, things are going to happen. You just understand that. Now, if you want to fight to oops success, that's fine. There's a lot of people that they get the upset, they get gripes, they complain. I don't want to have to fight to the middle, which that's fine. But you have a lot of people that they build their own prisons. There's mm-hmm. a reason why you don't have the money. It's like you only need in this world really food, water, shelter, clothing. Mm-hmm. You don't need Netflix. You don't need – you do need internet. That you do need. But like our phones are – Many supercomputers, they have the entirety of human knowledge, and we watch TikToks and cat videos. The media loves to direct the uh, public's perception, you know. This week, everybody, uh, well, a couple weeks ago, everyone was talking about Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody. Exactly. Where it was just like, I seen so many takes, and it was, I mean, it was very, it was a culture thing. It was all these different things that they're like... He shouldn't have did that. You need to have control. And then it was this, well, this is how black people handle things. Is uh, you know, white people, whatever else. At the end of the day, when there's actions to consequences, like anything in life. Now, so what a lot of people don't realize is Will Smith has only had three Oscar nominations his entire career. O2 was in Ali. 07 was Pursuit of Happiness. Two of those were biopics. He did another one with the guy from Concussion. And then this last one was actually his fourth biopic because Venus and Serena's father. This was a culmination of 25 years that unfortunately, because of anger and rashness, he shit on. He shit on his moment. A lot of people are saying, hey, you should defend your wife. That's fine. But you only reacted because she didn't like... Because you laughed at it. A lot of people thought that shit was staged. I thought that shit was staged. After I kept hearing, especially just coming from where I come from, that people forget that he's, he's, still, a, he's still a guy from, you know, West Philly. So he slapped the taste out Chris Rock's mouth, which was, was funny. But... You know, they go way back. Go decades. Way, they decades, go way back. Man. So... If we're being honest, he wouldn't have did that to any other comedian. He wouldn't have did that to any female comedian. He wouldn't have did that to any, if we're being honest, any white comedian. Was and the, if The Rock was standing there, if Terry Crews was standing there. Hell no. No, 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 no. Like, he knew exactly who he was doing to. Now, with the whole entanglement and all that stuff, that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And if Will Smith ever sees this, again... I like you, but if I, I'd work with you, but you, you got to have control, bro. Like, come on now. You could have fucked him up after the cameras weren't there. At least he, I would have waited until I knew if I would have won my Oscar or not. Because after I wouldn't have won my Oscar, then I'm definitely coming up there and fucking you up. But, and even you could have did a jab. Now, I respect Chris Rock. And I'm going to end this with this. Chris Rock is from New York. There's a lot of people. That shit could have went really left. You would have had two prominent black black legends on there fucking rumbling. <laughs> Which would have been, especially as the anniversary of the Oscars. This is going down in Oscar history, whether he likes it or not. Oh. And then to button this up, he resigned from the Academy. The only reason why is so they wouldn't ban him. And he might get his Oscar taken away. Again, you you got to know exactly where you're at at all times. Control. And then he had Bradley Cooper, which he's a Philly native, and Denzel Washington. But I got to say, uh, respect the hell out of Chris Rock because he took that shit in stride and just kept going. Because a lot of people I know, if it was any other black communion, the shit would not have went that way point blank, period. Yeah, you, you had uh, those other guys. Everyone was calling him, calming him down except for Jada. Exactly. <laughs> where was she? Yeah. But we can cut that part out if you want. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to mention that because it's a great example of steering public perception. You know, yeah. and uh, and now it's the distraction. 
now people are talking about that. When we got, we still got Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. We got inflation. People, and talk- people are caring about this shit. I see this all, all on this, but. Are you fucking kidding me? People talking about Will Smith when, yeah, everything going on with Russia. Now COVID's dead in the water. <laughs> you know, it's nobody, like... Nobody gives a fuck about COVID. Like, it's crazy. But it's one of those things where it's like you have so many where I can make you... Like, if I turn your attention... Again, this Will and Jada this situation might get another week or two weeks of content and then it's going to go away. And it's going to be over to the next thing. Like, right. people have people have short attention spans now more than ever. So it's That's like... Right. And, uh, you know, just back to, uh, yeah, the media loves to steer public, public perception and crypto, you know, crypto is necessary to create some of these utopian or dystopian visions yeah. that uh, we're seeing in pop culture. So, you know, digital currency, you know, not to say that fiat, uh, especially when it's uh, racked with a bunch of debt is any better, but at least it's something you can hold in your hand. It becomes it yeah. becomes uh, a slippery slope when you have digits on a screen that are dictating people's lives because things can be changed with the click of a mouse or the tap exactly. of a button. So that's that's the one thing. Even so. with this whole, um, I think it's bullshit. But this whole change shortage I've been seeing over the last year, and I'm like collecting the cash back. Like, are you serious? Like, nobody has changed. Like laundromats aren't functioning. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no. I know every laundromat I go to, I can still get I can still get a whole bunch of quarters. So like what are we talking about here? A lot of countries in history throughout wartime will recollect the currency to try to issue a new currency. That makes sense. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean corn shortage. Yeah, I mean you have a lot of people to where even we've gotten so advanced to where you have a lot of people to upload their their debit cards and everything like in their credit cards onto their phones. Which, Apple Pay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've used that, you know, when I had a Samsung, but it's one of those things where it's like... People are going to start relying on it. You got to... Then they don't even have a card anymore. You don't have a card anymore. Let's going to say... Let's going to say the network goes down. Yeah. Like, you have all your cards stored. Let's going to say your, your phone gets hacked. Now they have all your information. It's going to be a crazy next few years, you know. It started yeah. with wearables, you know. Um, it started with you know, your phone is becoming smaller and smaller, more compact to the point where you can always have it on you yeah. at all times. And what's the next logical step? Um, After wearables. Yeah. Uh, chips. Implants. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen, like, any of the Marvel stuff, but, like, in the Galaxy, they'll have credits. Okay. So, it's the same thing where it's basically like, hey, it didn't, yeah, I got so many credits on my body or whatever. case. Okay, maybe it's, like, it's all that transferring. I'm like, going to get to a point where there are going to be certain people that are going to get hacked or things are going to get manipulated where you thought you had this amount of money in it. I mean, I mean, not recently, but there's been people that have gotten their bank accounts hacked and drained. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you can't do that with cash. You can't do that with cash <laughs> unless you unless you rob a bank. But mm-hmm. even like even with that now, even what uh, that movie Office Space all those years ago, like 20 something years. Almost twenty some years ago, where all they did was they would round up to the nearest dollar. Mm-hmm. You do that with several accounts in accounting and put it into an account. Nobody's going to miss five cents, twenty cents, thirty cents. Especially if it's not a dollar, you're not going to miss that. You're going to be like, oh, you're not, you're you're not even going to really care. You're like, all right, like, like it's fifty cents. You do that fifty, a hundred, twenty, twenty thousand dollars, you know, times, you make up some money. And there are a lot of, uh, you know, uh, black hats and hackers that are definitely taking advantage of that situation, you know, skimming right off the top. You know, it just creates a, a situation where cybersecurity is going to have to be stepped up, like, significantly. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's one of those things where even on our phones, like, there's not really, I haven't seen a good security on your phone, unless, like, you work for, like, you know, the government or things like that, where, you know, they issue you a phone and it has certain stuff on, but like the stuff for the consumer side, I don't see anything. I've seen a Bass, I've seen Norton, but it's like it's gonna have to be major innovation. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. yeah, like even like half of these antivirus things. I'm gonna be honest with you, like there's people that they're not making these uh these like these um these software to even like. Trojans like okay like we 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 know like you guys are gonna buy this for this so why are we gonna even make it we're gonna make the code different mm-hmm. like there's there's codes now where um, I haven't seen recently but I have seen in like TV shows where 
these 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 hackers would send this over to like hospitals, like main servers, and basically hold the hold the hospital hostage to where you don't pay us a million dollars, we're not letting your serve. And it's one of those things where it's like you. It's it's one of those things where you can't negotiate with terrorists because if you do it with one person, mm. what's to say a week, a month, a yeah. year from now, someone does the same thing and they're like, okay, like you have patients that are gonna die. Most of these things are not on in ground like to anything. They're on Wi-Fi networks, secure servers. Yeah. You compromise the server, either you let patients die, or you pay the money. Open up a whole can of worms. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and then you, uh, yeah, technology, you know, people are going to have to really start to be more careful yeah, where, where they get their information from, which sources they trust. You know, you have things like deep fakes, too. You're going to have politicians and CEOs yeah. five, ten years down the road that are saying and, you know, doing things that they never said or did. Yeah, I you mean, know. and these deep fakes are, like, really... They're getting... They're, they're really bad to where it's like, you got to actually have an actual professional that actually knows what they're looking at to yeah. where they've blended it they like i've seen ones on tiktok and other social media to where they literally put people's faces on where it's like it's so it looks like them to where like soundboards the ai that can uh take your voice and rearrange it and make you say it's 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 nutty man i mean people are gonna have to be really careful with this down the road yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like we're the pioneers of it yeah i mean you can't you really can't believe what you hear, what you see, like unless it comes out of somebody's mouth directly in front of you or in a crowd, that's the only. And unfortunately, we, you know, with the convenience and all this technology with Zoom, like God forbid somebody gets on Zoom and, you know, you've had, you know, so many people, CEOs, different things like that. They didn't turn their camera off. They didn't have themselves muted. Zuckerberg keeps his webcam as his webcam taped. I'm not surprised, <laughs> especially with his. Uh, I, I'm definitely not surprised. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, they have all the, our information stored somewhere on a server, and it's until you get to a certain point where they deem you a threat, then they'll be like, okay, shut like, it down, censored. Exactly. You are canceled officially. Yeah. <laughs> Even with like Rogan right now, how they are, they're trying to come at him. Like he's he's highly considering that I'm he's going to back out of Spotify. It's like I came over here because I thought you guys were a little bit more free mm. than YouTube. And the fact that you guys aren't, it's like, I I can do this myself. Mm. I can go to a place where I can do this myself. And mm. it's one of those things where they don't like people that just speak their mind. And a person that has as diverse people on them, I'm like, mm. whatever he says aside, if it's in mil, if it's in ill intent, that's fine. Because at the end of the day, some people are going to be sexist. Some people are going to be racist. Some people are just going to be who they are. At the end of the day, I don't really care about that. Or at, at your core as a person, are you a good person? Do you want to actually put positivity out there? If you don't, that's completely fine. But it's going to get to a point where you can't keep using my past transgressions against me mm-hmm. because there's no there's no incentive for me to change. It promotes new platforms to be born, you know, because people are going to get tired of having to play everybody else's game. They're going to say, you know, exactly what Rogan's probably thinking about now. I'm going to move on to my own platform. Why am I going to? Exactly. And it's one of the things where it's. Pander just, you know, YouTube and Spotify. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the biggest thing where people, they get these high platforms and it's people that try to go after your advertiser, trying to go, okay, this is who I am as a person. Most of you don't even know what I stand for. Most of you watch clips. Most of you don't even see the entirety of the video in its entirety. So you just want to be offended, but that's okay. Stay your offended ass over there. It's it's just kind of wacky about how we're going. And even I think about the state of finance, just with inflation, with uh, especially like the housing market is, I'm... I'm no, I don't have any crystal ball or anything, but there's going to be another crash. It's just, it's going to be another crash. And a friend of mine who says the housing market could dip another 50, 60% in the next two years. And I believe it, you know, if I, I think the best time to uh, buy a house would have been right before uh, COVID or whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the houses are still out there just right now. It's a seller's market. So like last year in 2021, yeah. I had a lot of clients that got qualified for houses. Yeah. 
they were trying to get them built. The builder straight up said, hey, the cost of materials is very high. If we build this house right now, it's not going to be worth anything. You're going to have to wait. Yeah. That's the most... But you building a house and not, you know, a value because it's one of the things where if you get a plot of land and then you build a house, your house price is going to be dictated off of the house prices around your area where you're at. And then it could go up or it could go down. It's the same thing if you sell, let's go and say, unfortunately, if someone had, you know, got, they buy a house for 200 grand. The house goes and appreciates in value for three fifty. Mm-hmm. So all those houses that are similar in size and similar area, or at least they could get three fifty. Yeah. If someone goes to go and say, "Hey, I want to go and sell mine for two twenty five. Now, because they sold it for two twenty five, it's only going to go lower down, and it's very hard to compete with somebody. Someone bought a house right next to you that was two twenty five. Why should I pay three fifty? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And if you want to wait until the market goes up, then then you can to go and be able to make it. But a lot of the times where people just need that cash and people they want to go in, you know, sell it for dirt cheap. And then unfortunately that's the thing that messes up the market too. Well I you know I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, we're in another seller's market right here at the peak of our inflation because you know they are they are trying to steer consumers into a rental economy as well. Uh, World Economic Forum, you will own nothing and be happy. (laughs) They want they want people to rent everything. There's that uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there's this guy He's the CEO. I think they just went public. I think it was Blackbriar or something like that. Or um, they're buying thirty thousand homes a month. Oh, BlackRock. BlackRock. So, so <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? There, like, yeah, we're such a share economy. Is like, and then the funny thing about it is, you have the average person. They're cons- they're worried about the person's buying a second or third house. Or the flippers or the real estate investors when you should be worrying about BlackRock. Mm. Where it says, yeah, like there's a lot of people that don't, you know, they want to lease cars and things like that. They want to rent. I'm like, no. So, and you're making it to where they have no choice. You're Mm. not even, it's not a rent their own type of situation. It's like, no. Now, because I'm in the credit industry, I do tell people something simply. If you're, if you get to the age of 50, don't buy a house because more times than not, if you, if your family doesn't live long and you're like, you know, I, I, I don't live like to like an old time to like 80, 90, by the time you, you'll die before the house is paid off. And most people get a 30 year mortgage. So average, and a lot of the times average homeowner. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people, they, their, their own kids already have their own houses. It's not one of those things where it's like, if I still got to pay 10, if I got a mortgage and I got a mortgage when I was 30, and now, you know, not only did even take over the house, I got to pay, you know, for a taxable event. And is she still got 10 years on the mortgage. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Unless it's a hell of a, a, a deal, more times than not, they'll get it and then they'll end up selling. Right. But it's one of those things where it's like, unless you're, like, unless you're trying to pay that off in, like, 15, 20 years, that makes sense. But I tell people, it's like... And it's not the right time to buy, no. and they're they're absolutely, uh, you know, facilitating that corporate. Yeah, giant corporations are absolutely making it harder for people to buy right now. And you just have a lot of people that they just don't understand where it's like it's the old way of thinking, like, you know, going, you know, you know getting your job, getting married, getting a house. But most people are, are, most people might have kids before they even get married. A lot of the times, people don't get into their the swing of things as far as the career. Till sometimes over 25. Mm. Sometimes it takes a minute. And then you're paying debt. You're paying student loans. Mm. So even you throw a mortgage into that as well. To where you have a lot of people that they're, they don't even know how to go about the home buying process. That's my biggest thing right now is really in the financial literacy. So actually putting the financial literacy class together. To where um, not only I can teach about how credit works. How to actually qualify for a house. How life insurance works. Because I am a life insurance agent and... You know, actually educating people about budgeting because you have a lot of people that they make good money, but they have no financial education. Right. If you doesn't matter how much money you make, if you don't, if your mindset doesn't change, you're always going to spend it. It's the same people that made ten dollars an hour their entire life, and then they start making salary forty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, and now they're getting everything their heart desires. Yeah. I've met people that made way more money than me. 
but live paycheck to paycheck. How does that happen? But you don't exactly. They're going on trips. They're eating Way out. Too many outgoings. To yeah. where, like, I know people to where the amount of money they spend on Uber Eats or going on trips. Or the amount of a mortgage. Mm. And it's ridiculous. Who's but, richer? The CEO that makes, you know, 250000 500000 a year and he's working 60, 80 hours a week? Or the online business owner who's working, you know, 20 to 40 hours a week and he's making, you know, 150000 you know, 150000 And he's living overseas, you know, where the dollar has more buying power. Yeah. I mean, it's all about lifestyle. There's so many people that... They're so consumed. They're so concerned with the old way of doing things. Right. Like, uh, shout out to DeSantis. Even though I don't believe, you know, you should run for president, but he's actually just passed a law to where they're going to start implementing, you know, Sorry. financial literacy and, you know, as part tax things. Like, I didn't learn any of this stuff until I even got here. So, like, I've been out of school for like thirteen years, yeah. high school. Credit repair too. That's going to be exactly, and it's one of the things now where even like a lot of the credit bureaus now they're forgiving like seventy percent of the collections that people have, which a lot of people don't know about as far as from medical debt because a lot of the times too, like when you go to the ER, a lot of the times whether you have a copay, you'll pay that. the The hospital overbills the insurance company, and a lot of people don't. Realize that. So they'll kick that back to say, hey, I'm not paying this. I'm not paying this. I'm not paying this. I'm not paying this. They don't call you and say, hey, they try to collect from them 30, 60, 90. They write it off in their profit loss report. They sell it to the credit collection agency and pay them a dollar. The collection agency now reports it to your report and then your score plummets. Instead of, hey, it was $100. It was $50. Just give me a call. You have my information. You, you know, we talk about this HIPAA law stuff to where, I'd rather get a call and say, hey, give me a call so I can go and pay this instead of it being in my report. Then now mm. I don't even know it's on there yeah. unless I have Credit Karma or some type of credit monitoring service to even monitor my credit. Because a lot of the times when you're talking about people trying to get a house, all they know is I worked at a job for at least two years. They say I'm able to get into a house, which that's one part of the that's one part of the equation. You also have to have a low debt to income ratio. Last year's tax returns, last year's bank statements, around 600 to 640 credit score. Mm. Um, companies want to know at the end of the day, you just have more money coming in than you have going out. Yeah. And as far as, you know, another thing in finance, your 401k, which is not a bad financial product, which 80% of Americans have that and all that stocks and mutual funds. So when the market goes up, that's fine. The market has been as volatile and bipolar as anything over these last couple of years. Mm. You know, none of my clients, because the firm that I work at, we deal with things that have the upside of the market without any of the downside. So they can't lose any money in the accounts. I've had CPA buddies of mine that's, you know, had to break the news to their clients. Hey, I know you're going to, um, I know you were going to retire this year, but you can't. You have to work for the next five years just to recoup what you lost. Yeah. You know how sick I would be? I lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. The state of finance is really peculiar. It's just it's it's, uh, it's really I wonder you know why did it take so long to uh, to to put these things back in school? Why did they get taken out you know of the public education curriculum in the first place? I feel like it's it's on purpose because even like I took a I wouldn't say a financial literacy course, but I took a business class um, as far as typing things like that. But even there was a software where um, I was running a store as a manager, so it's. All the school system was to get you enough educated to where we're to take you to another um, four-year school, to another four-year. They make you employees. Yeah. Like, like I got into entrepreneurship. Like Train you to become an employee specifically. Exactly. Your, your mindset. Because even when I got into entrepreneurship in 09, my, my first um, was Cutco. And I've done direct sales and marketing, you know, a whole bunch of different companies. Some of them MLM, some of them network marketing. And when I was telling people what I was doing... The only the first the only thing I really heard a lot of the times is why don't you just get a regular job? That's I heard that and again again entrepreneurship wasn't as sexy back then as it was like they it's just, sexy now. They just stare at yeah it is and they but before you know they just stare at you like you know they have no idea what you're talking about. They said what would you gotta get your degree? You gotta go and exactly. get your job. Exactly. I mean even if you buy have a house, a settle down. Exactly. Even if you have a degree, most jobs want. They want experience. You all, all a degree tells people is you could, 
you could regurgitate a lot of information. You could regurgitate a lot of information for four years. That's all it tells you. That's why people have to more times not work these unpaid internships for a year. And a lot of times, if you're trying to work and do an unpaid internship, it's difficult. It can be done, but there's a lot of people that you know there's not any job placement to where you have so many people with degrees but so much experience. Then you have jobs that. You know, I've interviewed for even friends of mine that, and even family members of mine that have had so much experience that they've said they're overqualified. Mm-hmm. And now they want them to, you know, go on four, five, six rounds of interviews, then to pay them this little, where it's like, you want to pay people the bare minimum or under market and get so much from them to have this type of loyalty to the company. Let me say this in the camera too. If you did not realize this through the pandemic, the employer don't give a fuck about you. They never have. And as soon, if you die, you will be replaced. You've had people that have been literally taken out of work on stretchers and they say, hey, I need the password to your, um, your account so I can go and send out this email so I can send out this. Are you serious? You got me fucked up. But it's just... The information is out there, and I see a lot of people that, unfortunately, with all the social media, people like to be entertained more than they like to be educated. And you have to educate people in such a way, it's more like the medicine in the camp. So, you'll see people, like, really big creators on several platforms to where their most big content is them being, even putting the information out in an entertaining way. They simply... Doing the, you know, doing the information, even though it's educational, mm. a lot of people are not going to follow through with it. Right. Which, at the end of the day, people are lazy. And people just need to understand that it's out there. If you don't want to do that, it's completely fine. Just say you don't want to do it. Just don't complain. I fought for everything I've ever had in my life. I've had no choice. But I'd rather live on my feet and die on them mm. than live on my knees. Right. No, I, 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 I want to say that one more time. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. That's just that's just how I'm wired. So with that being the case, guys, uh, I just got to go in queue. So we're going to be out of here. Um, I think that was an excellent breakdown the past few minutes. That was that was spot on. And I wish we had more time. Yeah, no, um, but man, we'll definitely get up uh, together at another time. And with my guest, Raymond uh, Jones. So before we get out of here, where can they find you at, brother? Oh, go to oxdigital.com. It's A-U-X-E, digital.com. You can also find me on Facebook under Raymond Jones and Instagram under Raymond FJ or oxdigital, ox.digital on Instagram. Okay. With that being said, guys, we're out of here. Later. Peace. See ya.